0: Welcome to Kilos of Crack, episode 28.
1: Welcome to episode 28 of Kilos of Crack. It's Mueller time.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, that'll be next week. (laughs) First, uh, Bill Barr has got to give Congress an edited version of Mueller's report. And then the Democrats have to get all up in arms because it wasn't the full version. And everybody's going to sue everybody else. And the House will pass bills, forcing Bill Barr to release the full report. And the Senate won't even bring it up for a vote. And then Nancy Pelosi and Chuckie Schumer will get all upset and be on every talk show talking about how uh, non-transparent the Republicans are and... Donald Trump will get a copy of the full report, and he'll go around talking about how there's no collusion. See? See? No collusion. Like (laughs) I've been saying for months now, no collusion.
1: Yeah, the whole thing with the Mueller report is...
2: No Russian collusion. Yeah, exactly.
1: No more
3: indictments. (laughs) Yep. Well, they'll dream up something else to you know. Oh and yeah,
2: they they they've already been working on that. They want
1: as soon as it, as soon as it dropped, he's like, "We want it now." I'm like, "Well, you wouldn't like it if it came out now or next month. So, what's the <laughs> point?"
2: Yeah, now they've
1: uh... and Elizabeth Warren has a she has a petition for it to come out, and like. Oh, of yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: Somebody on my Facebook feed posted a really funny picture of a teepee out in the middle of a field. And it said, Elizabeth Warren has opened her third campaign office.
1: <laughs> <laughs> her and Gildebrand and Cory Booker, they're all an example of the Democratic Party.
2: Yeah, exactly. The Socialist Party.
3: Yeah, I charge them. We the people need to charge them. People, this brought all this stuff up, and always billions of dollars spent. We charge them, make them repay. Uh
2: huh.
1: <clears throat> yeah, they. Uh, after two years, <laughs> a train of abuses and usurpations against our president of these United States and the American people. <laughs> right.
2: I tell you what I heard this morning it cost the uh, Mueller investigation whatever the heck it was cost 25 million dollars but the they collected 27 million dollars in confiscation from people they've indicted
3: and then they used that last million that was extra on a banquet
2: yeah exactly <laughs>
3: Rachel Maddow was crying last night. It
1: was funny.
2: Oh, boy. I don't watch Rachel Maddow.
1: (laughs) I don't watch any of them, but, you know, people post it on Twitter. You know, they'll post little clips. And, yeah, she was all teared up last night.
2: (laughs) I think I did see that, that she actually cried on TV. I
3: I don't watch too much news. I'll watch our local news real quick, more for Mm -hmm. the fake weather reports. And, uh, but when uh, Trump got in office and all these people were crying and screaming, ah! I just I thought that was hilarious.
2: Exactly.
1: Here's a good one. Uh, this is pretty good. Actually, this is the Twitter rabbit hole. So AOC earlier in the week had <laughs> commented about how there's not enough minorities in the New York, the higher echelon, New York City high schools, right? Which, in and, in and of itself, is a lie because she was referring to one particular school that I can't remember the name of, that is seventy four percent Asian. <laughs> <laughs> so that in and of itself was you know hilarious that she would say there's not enough minorities and it's not fair. Well, come to find out, the New York City. Or, the New York state, is going around and they're trying to change the test to make it where there'll be two tests so it'll be fair, they say. But the, the there's one Asian senator that's very upset about it because they've not gone to any Asian community and said, hey, how do you feel about this? Do you think that this will be fair to your people, you know, since they do so good? They're basically going around. I mean, this is totalitarian. It's collectivism, you know. Well, we Mm got to be fair to everybody. Everybody's got to get
3: in, you know. Well, I think what we should do is just don't teach nothing at school—no math, no arithmetic, uh, writing, or anything—and just use it as a babysitting until they turn eighteen, and then they can get. They don't have to worry about trying to make everything equal. That's what we have now. (laughs) Dumb everything down. No child left behind.
2: Well, I remember in 1976, the year I graduated from high school, I had a friend who wanted to go into the Pennsylvania State Police, and the class of 76, a white male needed a score of 98 to get accepted into the State Police Academy. A black male needed a score of 65.
3: See, that ain't right, because even what World War II is when they had uh, the African-American group of women that come in to uh, break codes.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: So, I mean, every race, if you don't apply yourself and, and try, then you shouldn't just be given your cookie. Yep. I mean, to make it fair, if I'm going to school and working my ass off to study... To make the good grades so I can pass, it's not fair to me for someone just to come in and go, okay, I want I want my degree. Okay, well, you know, you're not smart enough, so we're just going to give it to you.
1: Well, a, yeah, exactly. The biggest thing is it's a cultural difference. East Asian cultures, Chinese, Korean, Japanese. Education is, like, <laughs> number one. I mean... Before you go to school, you're studying. After you get home from school, you're studying. Right. If you're not studying, you're working. You're doing something. You're not sitting around playing
3: video games. Well, that's... Well, that's most,
1: yeah. You know.
3: But it's a cultural it, right. thing. Yeah, because you're brought up that way. That's yeah. always... That's what you know. And if everybody around you is doing the same thing, then that's a normal. And that's just... You go. But like over here... Hey, if you don't want to do your work, that's okay. We'll still pass you. <laughs> because... I we got a letter in the mail when uh, Justin, my youngest son, was going to school. They were changing the grades. I said okay. <laughs> so when we got the letter, and what they done was, uh, in seventies, what was the uh, if F? What was that grade level? Like Seventy. So,
2: yeah, sixty nine and below.
3: Sixty nine below. Well, now actually, I think
1: it, uh I here think it was it higher. was. It was uh... I know uh, 100 to 93 was an A. 93 right. to, what was it, 85 or something was a B. Yeah, I think so. And then So it was, it was like 73 and below was an F or 72 yeah. and below. Yeah, something I think it was
3: 72 it. Yeah. and below. Yeah. Well, okay. now it's 65, and they told them in the letter, they told us if, if they don't turn in their schoolwork, if they don't do their schoolwork, they will automatically give them a passing grade. It'd be the lowest grade it can do, but it'd be a passing grade. Yep. So, you're telling the system, well, you know, if you don't want to, you can just sit here all day and do nothing. We'll still pass you. Yep. <sighs> yeah, well, when
2: I, when I went to school, 70 was a D minus. 69 was an F. Okay. And I heard recently on the news somewhere that the Department of Education is looking at changing the grades so that 55 is an F.
3: <laughs> Why don't we just send to school for babysitting until they eighteen? I mean,
1: and I grew up in a, uh,
3: in a business. So
1: before I went to school, I helped pump gas or cleaned yeah. up or something right. before school. And then when I got home, From school, which was really work, because I had to go to work before I went home. I worked for a few hours, unless I had some big tests coming up. Right. Every day, Monday through Friday. Right. So, and I still, you know, and then, you know, there was a whole thing of me being (laughs) uh, stupid, you know, the the village idiot. But I still, you know, passed and and did decent. Right. Uh, I didn't do good until I went to college, but, you know, I did decent. Right. And my parents really didn't have time to be involved. But it was a matter of getting my ass beat if I didn't do the work. Right. So,
3: mm-hmm. you know, it's more of the left. Just take our books away, take our internet away, so we don't learn nothing. So we can be stupid. So you can tell us who to vote for and who you want in office, and you can tell us what to eat and what to wear, and where to work. But wait a minute, I got no education, so I can't work because I don't know how to, you know, drop fries.
1: Well, you don't need to work. According to, you know, Alessandro Ocasio-Cortez, she's
3: going to pay you just to sit around the house. Well, good, all right. Everybody can just sit (laughs) around and nothing gets made, so you can't buy nothing.
2: Yeah, it's part of her Green New Deal is that uh, there's a basic income that is guaranteed to everybody. And even those who are unwilling to work will receive the basic Uh, income, uh, which is like $15 an hour.
1: Yeah. I saw her on some talk show. I wasn't. I saw a video clip of it that she posted actually, and she was trying to explain what a resolution is, which is what the Green New Deal paper is. It's a resolution, uh-huh. and she couldn't even explain it. She had to divert what you know the the definition of a resolution is, because she couldn't explain what a resolution is. It was right. uh, Pretty sad that a person like that is. Uh, a member of congress but
2: exactly
1: i told her and you know I'm, i don't ever expect her to see anything i write but but i told her i said i'll tell you what if you can get china and india two of the two of the top uh, polluters in the world to you know agree to your green new deal <laughs> and stay that way for a decade then you know maybe us in the united states can start talking about it until then, shut up.
2: <laughs> she is my favorite clown.
1: Oh, I love her to death. <laughs> Speaking of uh if I thought I could talk some citizen into her, I might have the hotspar, you know. <laughs> but there's no hope. Um, no,
2: I she looks her. like she looks like every other semi attractive Puerto Rican girl I've known in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's just a clone.
1: Speaking of claws and clowns and that sort of stuff. It was kind of funny because you know how the left talks about women's rights and treating women correctly and not talking down to them, and how everyone on the right and everyone, you know, takes the red pill. They were all evil, misogynistic. Dana Lash had said something about uh, uh, New Zealand and all that, and she, how she was saying that, you know, them giving over their rights is not helping anyone. And that's. So this guy starts talking about he's just dumbing stuff down and being a complete dick to Dana Lash. Mm-hmm. So, and I went and read all his little lefty, loony uh, Twitter profile stuff, you know, because I gotta do that, just so I know who I'm dealing with a little bit. So, I said, you should be ashamed of yourself. you sitting here talking down to a woman, you're being misogynistic, using sexist <laughs> language. I said, go sit down in the corner and shut up. <laughs>
2: Good for you.
1: Yeah, and I got about a hundred likes out of it. <laughs> but I've noticed something with Twitter since I've been back on. I've been I've had nothing to do for a week, so I've, I've literally six to eight hours a day has been on Twitter.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> for, uh, but it's actually taught me a lot. But Twitter addiction. Yeah, Twitter addiction. Yep. <laughs> Twitter's mo- much more entertaining than yeah. video games.
3: Yeah. It's like a soap opera.
1: Yeah, it's a soap opera, but it's taught. I've learned something about their metrics and how how you can move up and stuff. And if you write a a well versed paragraph about something, you know, you can have two hundred and eighty characters now is the maximum. Mm -hmm. You'll get nothing. You may get one like or one retweet, but if you can, you know, somewhat concisely. Do one sentence, you know, less than 100 characters, whether it's one or two little short sentences. Right.
3: They will blow your crap up if they agree with it, you know, yeah, of course. Yeah, It's like, it's you know. It's quick, it's simple. Yeah, it's, that's what they want. They, yeah. want, they want something that's going to get people, other people agitated to talk about. Yeah. And they want it quick so they can, so the people reading, they can read it and go to the next one and read the next yeah. one. And, that's what they want. Yeah. So I've I've
1: quit the whole long form. I'm a Southern boy. I like to tell a long form story, you know. Uh-huh. I've quit that though. It's all short quips, you know. Oh this little Lord, we're
3: getting titified yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got I got to worry about them metrics, man. got to bring out smoker and roast uh, smoke a pig so you can get back to Southern. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you're roasting a pig, I'm on my way down.
3: Hey, I love I smoke. I ain't smoke, I ain't smoke a pig this year. I used to do it in the wintertime, but I'm going to have to still do it.
1: Because I've had some complaints about the audio on the show, and uh, I won't say too much about it, but I'm going to invest in some uh, new equipment that will make it a, our end, at least. Your end always sounds great, which drives me up the wall, because I'm using a $200 mic here. Uh, but it's, you, got,
3: you have an Android or iPhone?
2: An iPhone. And,
3: uh, really? You know what?
1: Yeah, he's a he's a I, Steve Jobs lover.
3: <laughs> I, I am impressed. I really am with the sound from my iPhone. Because if mm-hmm. I'm talking to you on my Android phone with anybody that's got an iPhone, you might as well get ready to repeat yourself several, several times. Huh. Yep. Wow.
1: Speaking of iPhone and Android, Google... <laughs>
3: They have a new gaming
1: system out. That's not really a gaming system, but it's it's pretty cool. The idea of it, anyway. It's not like a Xbox or a PlayStation Five that's coming out later this year. It's actually just a wireless controller. It works over Wi-Fi, and it uses an all- off-site server somewhere in your town or nearby to compute all the numbers to get the you know to play the you know graphical game. So there's no big system to buy. It's all Wi-Fi, wireless. The, the, the big thing, though, is latency. latency. I can't tell how good or bad that's going to be, but they know this from other companies trying to do this in the past, like NVIDIA. It should be really interesting because the thing about it is you'll be able to go, as long as your TV has the Google uh, Chrome built into it or the actual Attachment, smart TV, smart TV. (laughs) You'll be able to go from your computer to your TV in your living room, to your TV in your bedroom, all Uh, playing the same video game. Can I use it in
3: my bathroom? If you got a TV in there, sure. Oh yeah, we gotta have a big screen in the bathroom. But, uh, and
2: there's probably a camera and microphone built into this controller that uh, records everything you do, even when you're not using it, so that they can just get more information on
3: you. Have you, you uh, caught yourself staring at light bulbs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't get Dr. Don started on the LEDs today. We'll try. I
2: love LEDs.
3: I do, too. I love
2: them.
1: Yeah. Camper and everyone. <laughs> um,
3: here, here uh, Conspiracy corner. Here, here you go. I got an idea, and I kind of want to put this out and see if other people think this may be a good thing. Us Americans, we're lazy. I'm gonna. Get, I'm just gonna say it. Mm-hmm. We were, you know, if we can get someone get pay us, we can sit on our ass and we'll, we'll enjoy it. Mm-hmm. All right. So you have this business that puts parts together and makes parts. The biggest thing is getting your people to come in. Your family members get sick. You got you got to be at work, whatever. All right. Now you take the business, and the business invest in individual robotic things that make the parts. Now here comes the employees. They have to. They make so much money, but they have to upkeep that robot. So that way. If you're paying the business to keep that robot up and running, so you're like basically buying a robot. And you have to keep mm-hmm. upkeep to make them parts. So now you have a robot that can work twenty four seven non stop. You got the employees sitting at home unless his robot goes down. Now he's got a choice either come in and fix it or pay someone else to come in and fix his robot.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: There you go. Twenty four seven. You got you know employee working, which is a robot, and you got your employee really sitting at home enjoying his family.
2: The mechanic.
3: <laughs> there you go. So you don't have to pay sick time because he's at home. But in order to him keep his job, he's got to keep up that robot.
2: Right.
1: Well, I see the the benefit of that. If if he's investing in it and he's getting a profit, he would have to be getting a but the thing with that is, he there would be no hourly wage on that. He would actually be getting a profit off of right. He would make a salary. Yeah. No, no salary. No, no with with. Business. No, he would There's, be on.
2: He would be on call, and he would only get paid when, uh, or he would get paid a minimal amount for being on call, and then get paid his regular salary when he actually had to go wrench on the robot.
1: Well, the real business there is no salary. There's no. Because you can't predict what... I mean, if you own a business, you can't predict what next week or next month. Right. You can try to. Uh, that's why all these big corporations have, like, Netflix and, you know, Google right. and all of them. They all have these monthly fees, you know, uh-huh. instead of, you know... That's why they do that, so they can tell the their stockholders, hey, we've got so many subscribers right, paying so much money per month, you know, so they can predict things, but... In a normal small business, you can't really do that. you just have to oh well, you still cross your fingers and
3: pray working, but you. you know if you can get okay I don't know how the employee can buy a robot to work for him twenty four seven but he there only you. gets paid during a forty hour week pay still so what I'm saying so he's yeah. like the robot's just filling in for him as long as he heats it up so, i don't know
1: FBI at your house uh, brian you need you need to let us go. <laughs> Brian's gone gone dark.
2: No, Brian's back. (laughs) Brian's neighbor just brought in some chicken corn soup.
3: Chicken corn soup.
1: We we thought the FBI had uh, knocked on your door.
2: (laughs) No, there was a knock on my door. She knocked so quietly, though. (laughs) I just put the phone down and walked over. And she gave me a big old cup of chicken corn soup.
3: I heard that. I got, uh, let's see, I have a, I don't know, cousin, just, I don't know what she really is, lives down the road from us. I know her knock, she comes up to the door and she knocks. I don't want no soup she's bringing. Yeah, <laughs> but she'll knock so lightly, you can't barely hear her. Yeah. Most time I miss her because she only knocks one time, too. It's like, I yeah. knock, knock and that's it. So I don't know if I'm hearing something, you know, a dog moving around or a car mm-hmm. going or whatever then Shane comes down, and he's the police. When he knocks, he's a like, well,
0: police
1: knock. For such
3: a little fella, I will knock your door down.
2: Yes, yeah, so well, my neighbor knocks very quietly. And I miss her a lot of times. I'll run into her in the hallway, and she'll say, I knocked on your door last night. I was like, I was in the living room the whole time. I didn't hear it.
1: It's was like, uh, I'll go down to my sister's, and I'll... Bang on the door, you know. She'll get shot. Down there. And uh, her boyfriend say, "Who is it?" You know, with this deep, you know, you know, commanding voice. I'm like, "It's your mama. Open the door, punk." <laughs> <laughs> he knows who it is. Then, you know. Right. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't hold back when it comes to knocking on the door. It's, uh, you know, <laughs> and my sister cussed me had, out so many times. She's that special training. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I personally like the uh, fire department's approach just to, you know, axe. Yeah, kick your door in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Hi, I'm here!
2: <laughs> just uh, take a, Just take an axe to it. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> you don't need that here. Nice yeah, move. when
1: I was working for the university, this girl, uh she had, our fire alarm was going off and we couldn't, I couldn't find the right key because it's five million keys and non-disclosure agreements and stuff, but dude had his axe out and I'm like, hey! He's like, no, it could be a fire. I'm like, I don't smell anything. uh, Bam! The the door handle just flies off. The door flies open, and some silly girl had left a curling iron on. (laughs) Before I could even get to him, I mean, he was up there. He had asked me which room it was, and I was, you know, talking to somebody else and trying to get up the stairs, and he was already... He was a young guy and had that big old axe in his hand. He's like, Which one is it? I'm like, It's that one. I'm like, Hang on a minute. Like, Bam! <laughs> yeah, half the door was gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's. I like the fire department's approach.
3: <laughs> I love watching these videos where people park in front of fire hydrants. And they just oh, go yeah. To town and glass and bust it out.
1: <laughs> I saw one recently where they somebody parked right in front of one, so they busted out. Both or the windows and ran the hose through the car, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah.
3: yeah hoses are pouring, leaking, yeah, and yeah. yeah. Or the fire truck comes up and moves the car by, you know, yeah, the yeah, truck and just smashes it. I mean, just comes full like <laughs> I'm the here. craziest
1: thing, the craziest accident I've ever seen, not horrific or anything, but just you know, make you scratch your head and go, hmm, was uh, <laughs> uh, I was going to the hospital. <laughs> My uh, grandmother was in the hospital, and there was a fire truck coming one way and a fire truck coming the other way, <laughs> and they ran a T, one T-bone the other one, right there. They were both going to the same place, but
2: <laughs> we guess... had ambulances do that up here about a year ago. Oh, Lord. Two ambulances <laughs> heading to the same uh, accident, they ran into each other, yeah. one t bone the other.
1: Yeah, it's uh. It's been an entertaining uh, 24 hours with uh, Mueller time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the uh, the Lesben, you know, they were ramping it up all week. Yep. Uh, it's going to be this, that, and the other.
2: That's funny that Rachel Maddow was crying.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was funny. That
2: I would have there. expected that from Mika Brzezinski.
1: New Zealand uh, committing uh, – or giving away all their, surrendering all their freedoms, submitting mm-hmm. to Islam, and yep. committing cultural suicide all in one single solitary day. Yep. Hey, when you fuck it up, fuck it up right. And she has Mrs. Ar- Ardorn Ardern, Ardern, Jacinda, Jacinda Ardurn.
2: Now, if that had been a uh, Catholic church. Or a uh, Christian church, do you think there would have been as much uproar? Nope.
3: No. Do you
2: think they would have uh, broadcast the funeral mass on national TV like they did with the uh, Islamic called prayers?
1: Nope. Nope. Did you know that she ordered that to be broadcast on every channel, every mm-hmm. radio station? Yep. Every public building had to put it over the loudspeaker, and even in Parliament. Yep. Insane. Yep. (laughs) New Zealand is, which we knew Australia was pretty much done. I mean, there's some really good Australians, don't get me wrong, but we've known for a while that Australia would uh, collapse in on itself soon enough. But now New Zealand has decided to join them.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I knew New Zealand was a crazy place back in the uh, 80s, I think it was. New Zealand uh, claimed to be nuclear-free and wouldn't allow any nuclear-powered ships to dock at any of their ports. <laughs> that's,
1: that's crazy. It's pathetic. And our, our good old buddy uh, from the New Zealand po- podcast, Uh He still lives in Christchurch.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he's married with children.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh... Mm -hmm. That's how I first heard about it. I got a notice on Facebook saying that uh, John had marked himself as safe. And then I read a couple of his posts where uh, he said he was locked down in his work building, which was very close to one of the mosques. And that he lives a few blocks away from one of the other mosques,
1: but he's part of that whole I always thought he had you know a little more sense than that, but from what I gathered from him in the last i don't know five five years or so, he's part of that whole <coughs> spiel, so you know, mm-hmm. yep, they are pretty much done, yes, the only thing they have left from what I've I, I can understand was uh, 22 rifle, rimfire, mm-hmm. and shotgun, single shot shotgun, That's... and
2: bolt and a bolt action rifle.
1: Yeah, that but I think... holds
2: no more than five rounds.
1: Yeah, and then the left here used that as oh well we have to do something
3: here. I'm like no
1: we don't no we don't.
3: If y'all can't even control the sea that's most violent with the most gun control thing, good luck with the rest of the country.
1: Well, even Dana Lash, which this really irritated me. I mean, I'm not a big fan of hers and not an enemy or anything, but I'm not, you know, a huge fan, you know. I'm not a fan of celebrity anyway. I care about what you do, you know, and she stands up for the second. But she right. she was on Twitter talking about uh we, in order for us to have discussions about policy I'm like, no, 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 no. They can, we don't need any more discussion or any more policies or any more laws. We have laws in this country that if they were followed and if the policies were followed, then there wouldn't be half the crap going on that goes on. We don't need more laws. We don't, I mean, we have a Second Amendment written in stone inscribed in the blood of our forefathers it's there, it's not going anywhere. It, the Supreme Court has affirmed the right to keep and bear arms multiple times. It's not going anywhere. Stop bending over to the left.
3: Yep. They're like children. They're gonna keep griping till they get their way. So yeah. I, mean, I guess they'll keep griping forever.
2: Yeah, Hopefully. exactly. Hopefully. The Democrats, you know, people like Feinstein. Uh, have said publicly that their end goal is to ban all guns, just like New Zealand did.
3: But see, the problem is the good people they're trying to do right will follow the law, and it's the bad people that will break the law and keep doing what they're doing.
1: They know that. It's about control. They don't care.
3: Yeah, precisely. It's about control. Last year, year for last, whatever it was, when um, Hillary was uh, saying, you know, gun control, you know, you know don't, <laughs> don't like guns and everything. Then, yeah. Then they'd get her a picture, and all her bodyguards were surrounded with, you know, the sniper rifles yeah. and the M-16s. And the yeah. it's like, well, if you don't believe in guns, that put your shit down. Or what? Oh, yeah. That's not going to happen. Are you scared the good person is going to come up and shoot you? No. It's the bad person.
2: Yet all of these uh, elite Democrats are all surrounded by armed guards.
3: Right, <laughs> and even if they took, if they did do away with Second Amendment and they, they confiscated all our guns, I guarantee they still would have armed people around them at all times. Yeah, exactly. Guaranteed. Yeah, because there's, be these, be like, there's these
1: things called cars and knives and I'll pressure be like, cookers. i yeah, would be
3: like, wait a minute now. Gun control, I mean, you said all weapons, right? For everybody, right? Yeah. All right. Then you, your people got to put their guns down. Give them a baton. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Exactly. And I'll carry a beggar's stick.
3: That's it. Uh-huh. That's it.
1: I told... Uh, I, I told an atheist yesterday. Now, this is my favorite reply ever. Uh, We were arguing something about, uh, I don't remember who it was. It was probably AOC. And if you're an atheist, that's fine. But, you know, I enjoy poking fun, you know, and and they enjoy. But I I told, because I knew it was driving crazy, I said, you have a blessed day. (laughs) So he said, you have a day blessed by Jesus Christ, the Redeemer, a mighty King swinging his sword of righteousness as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Christian, whether I'm Catholic or Protestant or what, or a Messianic Jew, if I want to call myself. It, it doesn't matter. I'm a Christian. That's all that matters. I mean, that that's it. I believe in Jesus. You know, well, and, you know that, anything other than that is r-
3: ridiculous. Well, I'm stupid. gonna tell you this. I believe in Jesus. I believe in God. But I do not call myself a Christian because that word has been drove through the mud so much. Just like on car commercials or anything like that. When they have, we love Jesus all over the building and, you know, you can trust me, I'm I'm a Christian. And then you buy a car and you ain't make it out of the damn parking lot. So the two-facing, well, you, when people go to church here's the and problem they're with so nice, us and you, then they come out. You do what you want, but here's my problem with that.
1: Over 130 Christians, Christians, were murdered in the last three weeks by a Nigerian Muslim Islamic extremist group. So they didn't call themselves Catholics. They weren't Protestant, Baptist, Church of God, whatever. 130 plus, we really don't know the full number, in the last three weeks have been slaughtered by Nigerian Muslim Islamic extremists. Right. So, they're Christians, you know, I'm a Christian, so you know, they're attacking them, they're attacking me.
3: That's the way I look at well, it. Well, I understand. I mean, I mean I'll mean, back up. The Christian, the Christian religion is very good. I think that the religions that I've kind of studied, trying to get, you know, because I don't want to be approached by someone off the street and I know nothing about the religion. I need something to converse yeah, oh, with them. Yeah, yeah. So, but... I think the Christian religion is probably, to me, is the best religion because it preaches to be good, to be nice. Right. Exactly. To. You know, you're, you're human. You're going Not fail. according
1: to the UK. Did you hear about that? No. Not to uh-huh. change the mood, but uh, the UK home office that when you apply for their yeah, <laughs> asylum seeker. Yeah. Asylum. Yeah. yeah Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This guy, he was a Muslim from Iran and... He applied to the Home Office to be an asylum seeker because he converted to Christianity. His own family were trying to kill him. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the Home Office, you can look this up. I'll have a link to it in the show notes. The U.K. Home Office said that there were violent passages within the Bible, so he it didn't make sense for him to be converting to Christianity. So he could not have an asylum in the United Kingdom. I kid you not, they denied a man that had converted to Christianity that wanted to come to the United Kingdom asylum. Well, I mean, it's been in the news. It's, I mean, if you read the Bible,
3: there is a lot of violence in the Bible. Yeah, mostly Old Testament. Oh, yeah, but still, there's a bunch of violence. Yeah. But they're fighting for the good. Now now I could say this too. What's if what says it's just you as good, mine, saith the Lord. What say, you say is good, the other person must say it's bad. The other person says it's good, you may say it's bad.
1: But is that not insane that the yeah. United Kingdom just decided that <laughs> Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, that's Tony Blair's multiculturalism. <laughs>
1: If I could kick somebody in the ass, he would be the top of my list.
2: Uh-huh. He's the one who started it.
1: Oh, I know. He's the one who started that whole multicultural, let's open the borders and...
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly.
1: Everybody... Well, it actually started back in the 70s when the, well, the, the Indian Sikhs are great people. I, I know a few, uh, one of them I consider a friend. They're great people. But uh, because India was once part of the United Kingdom, back in the 70s, a lot of Indians decided to come to the United Kingdom, Mm -hmm. a lot of Indian Sikhs. Um, So that's when it really, the multiculturalism started. started. But I love Indians, I'm not knocking the Indians, you know. They were trying to come have a better life, good for them. Right. But that's when it all started. But yeah, Tony Blair, he just blew the doors open.
2: (laughs) Yep, exactly.
1: I think there was, the reason so many came back in the 70s, I'm trying to remember, I think there was a window that had so much time to apply for UK citizenship, and then the, if they didn't do it within that time period, they couldn't get it or something. I can't remember what the whole deal was, but that was why so many influx in the United Kingdom.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, Harrisburg area has a large Sikh community, and uh, I know a lot of friends I've converted. You know, they talk about those uh, goddamn turban heads that run the 7 and I have to point out to them, no, no, they're Sikhs. Yeah. They're not turban heads.
1: Yeah, they're really, I mean, everyone I've ever met, they're, they're really good people.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And,
3: mm-hmm. Well, that's how like across cross the board. You, know, you get good and you get the bad people. Yeah. So. Right. Right. Can't we just all get along? But I'd rather have 100 Sikhs over
1: one Islamic extremist any day. Yeah.
3: I'd rather have anybody than any yeah. extremist.
1: Well, it's kind of like? Uh, well, there may be a few. Okay, if if you got a jar of M and M's, okay, and there's one, and they tell you there's one poisonous M M&M and in that jar. Are you gonna try any of them? Or <laughs>
3: I'm eating the whole damn jar. <laughs> <laughs> what you know? You might you might have got me, but I enjoy the rest of M and M's. Oh,
1: depends on how hungry I am. I might try one. But yeah, oh, you get oh, my yeah. point, Yeah. Guys.
3: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: The United Kingdom's crazy. The Democratic Party of the United States is crazy, and anti-Semitic. I've been going back and looking through all these Congress people, representatives, mostly representatives, uh, because senators don't usually make this mistake. They're a little more higher echelon. They've learned, you know. But going back and looking through their timelines, trying to find. Anti-Semitic stuff, and it's not hard to find.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, Omar is the greatest example. I mean, she...
2: She's just then, the most recent example.
1: And the Justice PAC, the people that uh, put ASC into office,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: they're highly anti-Semitic. Yep. Uh,
2: and her chief of staff is the head of the Freedom Caucus, or the Justice yeah. Caucus, whatever. Yeah,
3: Justice Caucus, yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, the pack that uh, gave her so much money to uh, to win the election is uh, her chief of staff.
1: Yeah, I've had people recently call me an Islamophobe, and I'm like Islamic Islamic phobe, and I said, well, uh, and I always you know say this: uh, Islamic extremists killed eighty four thousand people in the year of 2017. Killed upwards of 130 people in the last three weeks. Christians. So, yes, uh, I'm a bit of an Islamophobe. So, exactly. You know, uh, call me what you want to. It's better than being anti-Semitic any day. Because the Jewish people don't go around killing a bunch of people. Okay, well, people will say, what about Palestine? Well, they're defending themselves from...
2: Yeah, exactly. From Hamas and Esbor. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's defending oneself. That's not going out and cutting people's heads off because you enjoy it right well gentlemen i think we're getting around to the end here you got anything else for us dr don bro
2: no i'm good
1: no all right well thank you gentlemen for being on the show thank you guys uh everyone out there in uh podcast land
3: podcast land this is episode
1: 28 of kilos of cracks signing Signing off see ya see ya see ya don't eat the blue pill